The Megillah of Esther is unique among the books of the Torah. The Gemara in Megillah and Daf Yid Tet Amar Aleph says, Amar of Chelba, Amar of Chama Barguria, Amar Rav. So Rav Chelbo said in the name of Rav Chama Barguria, who said in the name of Rav. Megillah Nikrate Sefer, Venikrate Igeret. The Megillah is called both a book and it is called a letter. So this, this Talmud discusses the nature of Megillah Esther as a Sefer, a book, and an Igeret, a letter. While there are halachic implications from each of these concepts that inform how we actually construct the physical Megillah scroll, the Rav provides a beautiful explanation of the idea behind a Sefer, a book, and an Igeret, and a, a letter. And he uh, explains as follows. Quote, an epistle, an Igeret, is simply a chronicle, a tale of events. Its excellence consists in honest, objective, and precise recording. An epistle must meet these prerequisites. Subjective coloring or slanting of events, omission of significant facts, or overcrowding the narrative with irrelevant details are unpardonable." Un- end quote. So that's the Rav's explanation for a letter. Now he continues, quote, a book, a sefer, in contradistinction to an agarit, a letter, signifies a text written under the impact of divine inspiration. A book moves events from the particular and transient toward the universal, omnipresent and dynamic in the great drama of human destiny. Its relevance is not limited to the narration of events, to the plot that took place once upon a time. The book of Esther is important to us as the story of the internal destiny of man. In short, the Megillah is a halachic book, replete with rules, principles, and criteria that should guide us as human beings and Jews participating in the unfolding of the great historical drama in general and our unique national destiny in particular." End quote. So that's how the Rav distinguishes between Sefer and Egeret. He has a long multi-hour uh, lecture that discusses this in more detail and references it a few other times in his other uh, writings and, uh, and lectures. But that should serve as a basic introduction. I'd like to take his concept and illustrate it through a few examples. But just in summary, an Egeret or a letter describes specific events. It discusses basic facts. It may include some interpretation, but the interpretation is limited to the particular era. In a nutshell, an Igaret communicates a particular episode. It provides us with insight into a specific time and place. It is interesting in and of itself. A Sefer, or book, part of our canon of Jewish literature, so to speak, in contrast, does not merely discuss specific events. Sefer Bereshit, the book of Genesis, or Sefer Shemot, the book of Exodus, are examples. We are the people of the book, but not in the way most people think of it. We are not just a historical people, a people bound by a common ancestry. We are a people bound together by a common destiny. Like a good book, a sefer, or a great book, if you will, helps us understand our current situation, but also tells us something about our future. That's why we read the Torah each week, communally, why we read the Haftorah from the prophets each week following the Torah reading, In this study of history, individuals transform into archetypes. We are not just studying a particular time and place, but the future as well. As we discussed in uh, Microcosms of Jewish History, the Ramban discusses the concept colloquially referred to as Ma'asavot Siman Lebanim, 
the events of our forefathers tell us something about our own lives. What makes Megillah Esther so fascinating is these multiple layers of interpretation. It functions both as an egaret and a sefer. It is both a letter from our ancient past about a specific time and place, and a captivating book that helps us understand our present and our future. Here are three brief examples and observations that illustrate this dual way of reading the Megillah. So first, as an Egeret, a letter, we observe Mordechai's choice not to bow down to Haman. One might be tempted to ask Mordechai if this was really necessary, and it is likely other Jews in 4th century BCE Persia wondered if his actions were really a good idea. Fortunately, things turned out okay in the end, and that's how we might approach it if we were looking at a, a letter. As a Sefer, a timeless guidebook, Mordechai is an archetype, and he teaches us something. There are times when we need to stand up for our principles, even when it isn't politically expedient. The Jewish people have faced this challenge often, sometimes as individuals, sometimes as a community. The modern state of Israel certainly has faced this issue many times in its short history. Should we have put Eichmann on trial? Should we have liberated Jerusalem? Should we have returned the Temple Mount? Sometimes decisions must be made, not based on a calculated pragmatism, not purely based on practicality, but based on our philosophy and values. Our actions must express our principles. A second example. As an Egeret, as a letter, Mordechai stations himself by the king's gate. He overhears an assassination plot, a national conspiracy, and was able to provide a priceless favor to the government. As a sefer, a book, we understand that it was not an accident that Mordechai found himself in the right place at the right time. Mordechai possessed a unique historical sensitivity. This is an idea that uh, the Rav expresses in one of his lectures. He understood that Esther rising to Queen of Persia was not a coincidence. He didn't quite understand what it meant at the time, but he knew something was afoot and waited anxiously outside the king's gate. It is difficult to have this historical sensitivity amid constant breaking news. It is easy to miss the forest for the trees. There are often larger factors at play that take a more detached and subtle perspective to appreciate. History is more complex than it seems when we're going through it, and sometimes it requires a broader perspective to see God's involvement in the world and to see where we should try to make our contribution. A third example, as in Garrett, a letter, we see that the story of the Megillah ends with an inspiring instance of Jewish unity across 127 countries. The Talmud notes that facing Haman as a common enemy unified the Jewish people, and this unity was a necessary component of our deliverance. As a sefer, a book, we observe that it can take an external enemy for us to see what we have in common. The Megillah reminds us that cooperation and collaboration is necessary for us to reach our aspirations as a people. Perhaps we can move our shared vision forward without an external threat of annihilation. Why do we fast on the day before Purim? On a basic level, we are simply commemorating the actions of Esther. But on a deeper level, a Ta'anit Sibur, a public fast, is an act of unity, connecting with Jews all around the world. We share in their sorrows and celebrate in their triumphs. We commemorate and reenact 
this call for achdut, for unification. So we can see here the ways in which we can read the Megillah both as a Sefer and an Egeret. And the unique place of the Megillah within our Torah literature is codified in the Rambam. And this is in Hilchot Megillah V'chanaka, Perik Bet, Halacha Yudchet, and it reads as follows. All the books of the prophets and all the writings will eventually be, uh, be canceled or nullified. They'll become effectively obsolete in the time of, of the Mashiach, of the Messiah. Except for Megillat Esther. Behold, it will be uh, lasting like the five books of the Torah and like the laws of the oral Torah that instruct us how to observe the written Torah. That they're never canceled, Olam, forever. And even though that all the memory of the tragedies and pain will be canceled in the future, and as the Pasuk in Yeshaya says, for in the for I will uh, it will be forgotten the tragedies, the early tragedies, and they will be hidden from my eye. Yimeha Purim Lo Yibatlu. The days of Purim will not be uh, nullified or cancelled. Shnaimar, as it says in the Megillah. Vimeha Purim Ha'ela, these days of Purim, Lo Yavrumi Tocha Yudim, will never pass from uh, the from amongst the Jewish people. Vizikram and their memory, Lo Yasuf Mizaram will not uh, end from their, uh, from their children. So in conclusion, we can learn many ideas from the letter and the book of Esther. They include, but are not limited to, the importance of standing up for what's right and living lives of principle, keeping a historically informed and open-minded perspective to the interpretation of our times, and operating with unity and with a unity of purpose. At the end of the Megillah, Esther writes, The Jewish people fulfilled and accepted. They recommitted themselves to the entire Torah and to keep the days of Purim and perpetuate its timeless lessons.